You're watching the Tesla Live, live with your host, Mark Hudlin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life. How is everybody today? And yes, yeah. for those uh, sharp-eyed people, we are missing the T in the title at this moment, but we will fix it later. So uh, welcome to the show. It's the, <laughs> what, the 7th of uh, June, 2023. And joining us as per usual, we have Mr. Casey Green and Moto. How are you doing today, sir? We're doing pretty well. She just figured out that my headphones flipped the other way. And it's ah, <laughs> that's going to be trouble through the show. I can guarantee that. <laughs> well, she's got her own headphones that she refuses to wear. That's right. She doesn't like them. She doesn't like stuff on her head. Doesn't like them. Yeah. Well, she's going to have to get used so to that. They're cute enough to play with, but not podcast not extraordinaire in the future, I'm sure. Also joining oh, us sure. just at the last moment, we have Mr. Patrick Connor. How are you today, sir? Hello. Yes. Uh, I was on for half a second before the show went live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, last week I came to you without Tesla solar panels, and this week it's with no solar panels. So last week we still had our old Mister Sun solar system going, and uh, now Mr. I'm Sun. Just... That sounds that just sounds cheesy. <laughs> yes, Mister Sun. Yeah, it's like Mr. that sounds Plow. like Mister Plow and the Simpsons. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was our first uh, our first system. We had it installed in 2007. It was from Mr. Sun Solar, and now that one's down too. So uh, the roof work is going to start soon, and uh, get those back up there as soon as I can. Yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised you I haven't uh, laid them around in the in the backyard to uh, you know cut, <laughs> right? to uh, limit the uh, lawn mowing that has to happen as well <laughs> as well as collect some energy. No, but that'll scorch your lawn though for sure. Uh, pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like the voice of experience. <laughs> um, thankfully, not firsthand, but yes. <laughs> uh, somebody else had the same model of portable uh, panels that I have, and uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, let's just." Uh, they didn't put them in the grass, so they knew that was not smart. They put them in the window, kind of leaned up under the under the window, and um, it was still enough heat to scorch the grass. <laughs> oh yeah, don't reflect back. Yeah. Well, let's get on with the show and say hello to our Tesla tribe out there. Very good. Very good. Well, welcome to uh, My Tesla Weekend, Dirk Ludwig, and of course, June C., who have joined the chat early. So uh, hello to you folks. And uh, let's uh, let's get on with uh, the start of some stories. Casey's going to kick us off this week uh, with a, a story about a possible announcement that something happened to it. Yeah, so uh, Elon was over in China doing stuff. And uh, just like Fremont, Shanghai has had a Model 3 line shut down, and folks were speculating that uh, we would see, or uh, Elon would show us Project Highland. And, well, even if Elon did see Project Highland in the flesh, he didn't show it to us. Right. I so think like that's saying, more likely what happened, is that he was being shown their progress on Project Highland, and somehow that leaked and got misinterpreted. And, and then all of a sudden, there's right. headlines saying, "We're all going to find out. They're going to have a big event yeah. for it." And it's yeah, of course, mm -hmm. it won't just be like a little thing in China, and and it's going to be like they like to have a party, and 
it's just that's that's not the venue uh, if, if anything like i'm sure elon already knew what it looked like but maybe he was comparing the progress between shanghai and uh and fremont because remember now that he uh has some free time uh freed up from twitter uh he is he's getting a lot more hands-on even more so than than folks would, would care for yeah. <laughs> uh, all up in your face <laughs> exactly uh, he's a, like, can a you go buy some other <laughs> company <laughs> Don't right. keep that down. <laughs> hey, Elon, these are some great donuts. Probably, got, probably company. investigating four already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's got social media, brain implants, tunneling. Uh, what? 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 That's it's it's almost impossible to predict what's next. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's space. Uh, he's covering a lot of bases. Uh, I would I would say yeah. he's going to do. Uh, to uh, work on the undersea stuff next. That's about the only no. uh, frontier that's missing. So uh, <laughs> be mining the Mariana. Yeah, my test weekend's got it right. He's, he's got line. the AI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. AI is the new one, yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, yeah. So I also uh, suggest that that, uh, that would be interesting to see if, um, if there is going to be some sort of a, a big splash uh, when Highland comes out because – Tesla's been known when they upgrade a model to not do anything except update the website. So yeah, that's there true. is there if, is if way that usually usually they just fill the supply chain with it and they're like oh by the way uh, this has been in in, in, in construction for exactly. two months uh, they, exactly. they they ship tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. there's there's some of that uh, in Tesla's history as well. So, right. So they would not the closest we didn't get that was really <laughs> Yeah. They wouldn't do anything uh, until after the end of the quarter, though, because they're going to try to get every car out that they can. And even if they do start yeah. shipping them this quarter, they still probably wouldn't say anything until next month and then say, oh, and we've been shipping them. Yeah. 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 Makes it's sense. That, that would be even like, even if they're in the channel, that'd be just too much to, to like have everybody trained and, and ready to go at the last minute in the middle of a yeah. delivery crunch. They're mm -hmm. still doing, even though Elon said they wouldn't be doing it about four times. <laughs> yeah, they now, sure are. Four okay. years. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. And speaking of delivery crunch, what a great segue to the next story. And that, of course, is that uh, prices of Model 3 and now Model Y have been dropping on inventory models in both the United States and in Canada. So uh, this uh, has happened recently to, of course, add to the discount that was already in place a week ago now there's an extra discount that's been added so obviously they're trying to get rid of these extra inventory cars and and as patrick has mentioned it's probably all attuned to not only that there could be a new model coming up next quarter but because it is coming to the end of the quarter they're trying to push everything they can out the door because they know they want to make room for the new model in the future so that's uh, mm -hmm. that's interesting to see. Um, what's what's your guys' opinion on um, whether or not you should take the discount now, or if you should wait for the unknown well, of Project Island? If you like stocks, then you definitely should buy now before it's too late. Um, <laughs> that's a good point. Turn signal and your, and your gear selector. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because it it is rumored that stocks will be gone. Uh, in Highland, absolutely. Not just rumored, but we've seen vehicles without them. We don't know if that's a shipping vehicle or if that was like that's, an engineering that's exactly sample it. or a test. Is that, right. is that a shipping yeah. vehicle? Yeah. So, yeah, there's it's a coin flip if whether or not they're going to be there. The ones that have been seen without it, were those just tests or was that the plan? 
So uh, if you like yeah. them, we know one car has them now. <laughs> exactly. Very good, very good. <laughs> next, uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't know, because if you're always waiting for the next thing, you, you, you you'll always be waiting. But right, depends <clears throat> on, on how much. Yeah, how much of an adopter you want to be. But you bought both of yours right before they changed them all, right, Patrick? Um, yeah, so I bought um, the Model X right before they switched uh, from uh, autopilot to the uh, ones with with uh, side cameras. So it was before they switched from Mobileye to Tesla uh, Vision system, and uh, I don't know what um, we we bought the all-wheel drive Model Three as soon as that one came out, 2018. But because I got all-wheel drive, we had to wait. I don't remember how many months after uh, they first started delivery of the rear rear wheel drive. Yeah, they were um, busy shipping to me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I made my wife wait another month while I, I had it wrapped and uh, detailed and uh, paint corrected and all that stuff. <laughs> well, at least you got to stare at it in your garage for a while, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when it wasn't at the detailer or the wrapper, yes. <laughs> uh, What's my next, has a, they pointed out that uh, it'd be financially sound to rent a warehouse to stick them in until they're ready for the announcement. And that may be what some of those oh, yeah. uh, warehouse spaces we've seen them rent or buy are for. Yes. Well, it, it's, it's surprising that if it is going to happen with, uh, for example, Shanghai first, um, then uh, you know we should get some a little bit of a headway, or are they going to release at the same time and do both Shanghai and Fremont at the same time? So there's yeah. uh, there's a lot of questions. Because remember, there. Shanghai is the export hub, so That's they're right. going to have uh, the problem where uh, worldwide is going to be messed up if they do Fremont too far out, and yeah. if they do Shanghai first, then they're going to have all the winers. Yeah. Wanted to see if Patrick knew about this story about the state of charge at fifty percent. Did you know about oh, that? Oh yeah, Patrick? I Go am. Ahead. I did. Yeah, I I heard about this, and um, I was actually surprised that it, it makes news. So um, there are. So Tesla has changed their delivery uh, practices so that when cars leave their factory, they're at a fifty percent state of charge, and then. The cool thing is they're offering 150 kilometers of free charging, free supercharging, which is about 90 miles, a little over 90, 93. Uh, fact check me. And uh, uh, this is pretty typical. So when, when gas cars are transported, depending on the shipper, they sometimes require you to have a, a, a gallon or less of fuel in the tank uh, just because of the fire hazard. And with with batteries, the, the more energy you have in there, just like anything else, the, the more potential for problems. And with lithium batteries, they are most comfortable. You get the least amount of degradation. We're in them when they're when they're in the middle third of their charging state. And it depends on the chemistry. Iron is not as picky at all c compared to the uh, um, NMC or nickel chemistries. So this is this is. Um, make sure that they can use whatever third-party shipper they want and meet their requirements. It, it means you're going to have less battery degradation if, if it gets stuck on a truck driving through Arizona in midday heat, you're not going to have any additional degradation. Um, so I see it as a win-win. And then, and then the fact that you get free supercharging to make up for it, oh, that sounds great. 
And, and the, the 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 contention with that is that this the, the full charge happened at the stores and the delivery centers. Uh, however, don't forget that uh, they only have a handful of combinations. So what they will do is, if your store has too many of uh, the red one with white seats and the twenty-one inch wheels, and another region needs them, they will do a transfer. And if that car has already been filled up, how are they going to drain the charge? They're going to so, drive it there. <laughs> no, they're not going to drive it. They're going to complain about miles and rock chips and all oh, the micrometers doesn't show right. So, right, and this doesn't guarantee that every car will be shipped like that, depending on the shipper's requirements. And like right. you said, maybe they have filled it up already. And uh, so, what do you do? You, you put it on the the transport, and then you uh, get on the app and you turn on the AC and let it drain as you drive. No, I'm just kidding. They'll probably just deliver it with more charge. And if you also happen to get the 150. Kilometers of free supercharging and a full vehicle. Great. My They're speculation is, that, like is exactly as Patrick mentioned, the 150 kilometers kind of threw off a warning in my head. Is this because they want cars that are shipped by ship to be under that Possibly. amount because they're all mm. packed in together? There's thousands of them yeah. at a time. And the 150 kilometers is interesting because Canada has just started to receive shipments from China, uh, so uh -huh. of, of Model Ys and three, just Model Ys, Model Ys and and threes at three this two. point. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, is this rule come out because Canadian cars that are arriving in Canadian ports have half the charge because the shipping companies are wanting it uh, because there's thousands of of these things being being sent on the same boat. Speculation that makes sense because remember, was it last mm -hmm. year or the year before where Volkswagen burned down a whole uh, a whole ship because they blamed it either on on Porsche Taycan or that's right, uh, yep. whatever the VW was shipping at the time. Yeah, so uh, maybe it's maybe it's a, a maritime airlines, change. You can't carry so big of a battery, but uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting, yeah. but again, with the with the advent of getting free supercharger miles, anyways, and most people aren't traveling to too far of a distance from the dealership if they are one supercharge will get you home for sure so uh yes i don't think this is too much of a big deal except for casey <laughs> <laughs> he drives a lot <laughs> the house the house is in the good old boys network it's, it's illegal for them to operate here ah the good old boys <laughs> network that's a great name <laughs> It's what it is. And uh, uh, a couple people did receive cars with full or nearly full charges and still got the full uh, supercharger credit. Uh, I think it's designed to be used within like three months or so, and it shows up pretty much on your way home. So, Yeah. I'll agree that they're old and, and mostly boys. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to argue about good. <laughs> um, so, so, so um, It is a network. <laughs> Give me that one. They, they, yeah. I, uh, it's what we call it. It's not what anybody yes, actually. It's the sarcastic. About it when yes, I, outside I agree. of the network. I, I just, right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is the way we do things around, y'all. <laughs> Next, want to touch on a, an issue that has been plaguing some Model Y owners recently, and that is some water egress uh, in the hatch area. So um, there seems to be some sort of an issue uh, where the seal is not completely correct. Uh, in the Model Ys, because mm -hmm. some people that are uh, leaving the vehicles out in rainstorms and such are finding that some water is dripping down the sides and pooling down by the latch uh, where the, uh, the hatchback closes. And Tesla has just announced a fix for this. 
So if you're out there with a Model Y and you're having this issue, uh, you uh, may want to uh, take it into Tesla. There is a now a fix uh, that they have in place. And this is specifically for June C, who just got a Model Y recently. Maybe she hasn't noticed yet uh, if um, if this is an issue or not. That. It would be interesting I have, I have to find two out. friends with uh, older Model S's than mine, and... Uh... And they both got uh, little free swimming pools in the under trunk of their oh, no. when it rained. Uh, one of them, I don't know how long it took to get resolved, but the other one, it was like two service visits and it was, it was fixed. I remember in the early days of the Model 3 rollout, uh, there was an issue with uh, with uh, yeah, moisture one. getting in the sub-trunk. Uh, but uh, was that just, was, was, that was only a limited window. amount of vehicles. It wasn't, wasn't everybody. It was just a few. Yeah. So. Yeah, until they fixed the uh, the shape of the the, the seal because it would overshoot the window and then go right in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hey, if you just got well, a Model a Y, you should uh, make sure you have nothing in the the hatchback area, the trunk area, and uh, uh, hit it with a hose and see if you get any leaks. And if yeah. so, you know, on the you need side to go and from above, this. absolutely. Yeah, and you know, have a, a towel in there where you can easily tell if it got wet or something, uh, and that way it, it helps pick up that water. With um, our Model X, we had to have the seals replaced on the Falcon Wing doors, and uh, they actually um, changed the shape of the the seal. It has this much larger flap, and uh, it it works to help keep rain out when you have the door open and it's running there. And now it channels it off, and. Uh, yeah, it was. It's. it's I, mean, I live in Oregon. We uh, rain is common here, and and uh, yes. when you need to load, you know, kids in the back, the doors go open even if it's raining. And yep. <laughs> so uh, having those new seals actually uh, was pretty nice. Yeah, nice child upgrade. services frowns on leaving your kids at the side of the road when it's raining. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, I have a Model X. I'll and be back I don't... tomorrow when it's sunny. Yes, that's right. Yes, here's an umbrella. See ya. <laughs> The, uh, the 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 one key thing with Model X though is you don't want to have uh, all three rear doors open at the same time, because uh, then, then then they'll all get water in them. <laughs> yes, the, the, yeah, they channel towards each other, and uh, yes, that is very true. Very good. Uh, next, wanted to touch upon ah uh, yes, speaking of the uh, updates that are happening out there and the possible updates. Um, model Ys were spotted in Fremont uh, with hardware four cameras, which we reported on last week. Mm -hmm. But what they did not find that they were kind of surprised is um, none of those vehicles actually have the HD radar installed, uh, which has been installed with hardware four in the S and the X. So they were just kind of assuming that uh, this rollout of hardware four uh, hardware, the cameras would also include uh, this HD radio, HD radar uh, that's mm -hmm. been put in the others. And to this point, the Fremont um, model-wise, uh, they don't contain it. So speculation as to why not. Um, is, this, uh, is this a parts issue? They're going to install it later. Uh, is the Model-Y never going to receive the HD radar? Uh, we really don't know. But uh, this, 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 probably this that could one be... Because in a bit of related news, if you've been going in for service appointments, for some people, the Tesla app has been adding a, a free line item to turn off your radar. And not just off, because it's been not not used for a long time in in, uh, in, uh, in software, 
Uh, but they are literally un unplugging your, your radar, putting a cap on the cable and, and a cap in the socket on the radar, and then just leaving them all there. So uh, I would suggest that Model Y is never going to get radar, at least not anytime soon. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So if that speculation, which makes sense, is accurate. So uh, I just kind of want a little history. So when Tesla first started shipping um, their cars with cameras all around, they had ultrasonic sensors, radar, and cameras, of course. And uh, then the radar went away because they were getting conflicting information. Uh, radar says you're about to hit a brick wall. Cameras say it's clear open road. And um, especially that was a coarse radar. So not high def, low def. Uh, it was low def radar. And if you have a, a, a can on the side of the road, the bottom of that is a parabolic shape and, and it sends back a huge signal. So you could get all kinds of misinformation about what was really out there. So with that, they could not trust the radar, which is why we had phantom braking and other problems. And uh, so it, if you have two systems and you can't trust one, you get rid of the one you can't trust. So that's why they said we have to make cameras work. And, and cameras also give you a lot more information about the vehicle in front of you, like if they hit their brake lights. You're, not, you're never going to see that with LiDAR or radar. And um, the cameras can take that in. The AI can under, get a better understanding of what that means before. Um, radar had some advantages that it could bounce under. But by the time you're doing that, it's really fuzzy information. So uh, yeah. again, it's not really trustable. So high def radar was supposed to improve that. But what, what I think they might be doing, and this was hinted at in the uh, article here, is that if they have it in some of their vehicles, their high-end vehicles that can afford right. that cost, and they can use that and compare the data they get from the cameras and the radar, one of the things that we've seen Tesla do in the past is put LiDAR on systems and drive around with them. What, and you're like, well, they're, they, they're very much anti-LiDAR. Why would they do that? Well, because they're using it for training. And so they were able to take and make algorithms that based on camera data could do distance estimation to the same degree of accuracy as LiDAR. And so that was the ground truth was the LiDAR results. And then you can uh, get similar or equal results with cameras. So they might be doing the same thing here. If they have these high def radars installed in some of their vehicles, they can use those to collect data. They can use that to improve their camera system for everybody, whether you have it or not. Right. Yeah, because the people who's get, who are getting their radars unplugged are, are Harbor 3 owners. Uh, uh, Harbor 2 and 2.5, they're not getting unplugged. And I haven't heard of but, but one Harbor 4 radar getting unplugged so far. And uh, hmm. as Wasim points out, uh, you can save a couple tens of watts this way. And <laughs> But be careful if there's not a software update, that still could be a problem if you just unplugged your radar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do it. Yeah, don't do it yourself. Well, Casey's got our next story, and it's about uh, good news for those in the U.S. Uh, that are looking for the IRA credit. Yes. So if you bought a Model 3 this year, and your income and all the other requirements are met. Congratulations! Uh, all Model Threes qualify for the tax credit, assuming that, uh, that that you keep it under the price cap. 
uh, how this works, we have no idea. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because if these vehicles are shipping with Chinese batteries, does that mean that they were uh, shipped to China and then shipped back? Or what's the deal here? But it, it looks like Tesla wasn't sure that they would fully qualify. So they just said the right thing and said, hey, we're sure you're going to get half the credit. And then now they're saying, hey, um, you're good to go on, on the ones that, um, that have already shipped as well as they're saying for sure all the ones that are on sale now uh up, up till this point so far uh that could change later but they don't look like they intend to change anytime soon um all of those model threes that are under the price cap and where your income meets uh you get the full credit yeah so that's going to be a huge win uh for tesla sales in the u.s i would believe uh of all of a sudden you've mm -hmm. doubled up yeah. the credit um there's going to be uh, a lot more people that uh, could be interested because it just brings down that price uh, into a bracket they could afford. Uh, maybe do that, yes. be able to do that Tesla stretch uh, that we've seen happen mm -hmm. so often. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's great news. Um, I'm sure the other automakers and, and, aren't thinking it's great news, uh, but uh, <laughs> oh, of course not. <laughs> uh, but, the uh, the other thing that came up with that the reason we're speculating about how that happened is is. Um, None of the specs changed, none of the weights changed, none of the EPA ratings changed. So mm -hmm. they all match perfectly with the Chinese battery. And so that's why the speculation came to be. Yeah, so yeah. the the I think the best answer that I've seen was from Rob Maurer at Tesla Daily, where he actually went through the rules and, and found what might be the uh, clause that Tesla is using to allow this. And it was... If you if you look at the percentage of vehicles over a period um, that qualified for it is I don't remember what the exact number was, but if it was a majority of them, then all the vehicle variants within that category could qualify. So as long as you had okay, you, you so didn't have yeah, so so um, you could you could extend it to a vehicles that by itself would not qualify as long as um, you had a. a percentage of that whole category that met it. So and, uh, to Derek, Derek Ludwig just, the just put the same thing in place in the chat Yes. Room. Yeah. <clears throat> so, similar to how Ford used to qualify the C-Max using the Fusion fuel economy numbers. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Interesting. So uh, Tesla believes that uh, with their uh, future endeavors uh, in battery um, making that they're going to push the whole average uh, towards towards um, being made in North America or sourced from free trade countries. So uh, <laughs> they must have a plan in place on... in order to do it. Because of course, if they don't have a plan in place and something goes wrong with that, uh, Tesla's probably going to be on the hook uh, for that extra part of the rebate, I would That's imagine. Right. <laughs> uh, but what we'll probably see at that point, if they get to the edge of tax fraud, is we'll see all of a sudden the Model 3 dual motor long range for sale for like six thousand less than the, the short range. <laughs> Come and get them. Yeah, em. and I think this this is exactly the reason that the um, made in China cars went to Canada, so that the made in the U.S. cars can stay here, and make sure that all of those packs are here to offset the, the the packs that are coming from China that that again wouldn't meet the standard for the uh, incentive. Yeah, they know how to do math. <laughs> Yeah. And the, the, other, the other part of it that was kind of strange is that the period of which you averaged over was um, uh, 
flexible. So it could be a quarter, it could be half a year, it could be the calendar year. So, so that makes it easier for Tesla to find a way that slices and dices and, and works for them. Yeah. yeah. So an update uh, with the next story with the loot box. Uh, <clears throat> we've got some uh, increased incentives uh, that have been added to the loot box. Uh, now, uh, it looks like uh, that there's some offers of three months of free FSD, $1,000 off the SNX, and now the referrer <laughs> will now receive 20,000 points for an SNX referral over a three and a Y. So uh, they've upped the referral bonuses on SNX referrals, uh, which makes complete sense because the cars are dramatically price different. <clears throat> and... Um, of course, a uh, reminder that both the referral uh, and the referrer uh, get uh, uh, get bonus points. So uh, both both parties get it. <clears throat> and um, it's, it's available in Canada and the U.S. at this point. Um, haven't heard about another because country. Because the SNX aren't available in right-hand drive countries anymore. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> so um, that's, uh, that's good news. Um, one thing I, I found different in the referral is that you really you're not using your old referral number. I don't believe. I think what you have really? to do oh. is I think you have to email somebody the referral code by email or by social media, and it sends them a code that way. So unlike the old version where you just had a number that was yours. Mm -hmm. And you could give anybody a number or publish the number on a website, for example, that some had done. Um, now or a blog. It's blog. Yeah. <laughs> or a blog. We might have splattered all over at the end it, of the uh, day. <laughs> I believe it's now changed because I was checking out uh, how to send a referral, and uh, it looked like I had to get their email address or something else. Hmm. That's Still actually there. probably uh, for the best because there were – People doing all kinds of things to spam their referral codes out there. Trying oh, but to get they did change it to the new one. Yeah, so they, they probably wanted to get away from that publicizing a, an address or a, a code and then just pasting it on everything. Now the right. person that's doing the referring has to get that person's permission by getting some sort of email or social media account so they can forward that uh, referral code to them. Right, so that makes it so that you're actually having a conversation with somebody and not just spamming it out there. Correct, correct. There was a lot of that in the beginning. Oof. Yeah. They almost cost us the program in the beginning because of that. <laughs> yeah, there were people buying... There was some guy who bought a billboard with a referral code on it? You remember yes. that? Yes, Oh, yeah, yeah. Billboard, yeah. <laughs> if you want a legitimate <laughs> referral code, you can find <laughs> the Tesla Life on Twitter wait, wait, over... There you go. Yeah. And uh, Mark can DM you. Uh, We'd be happy to send you one if, if someone requires one. Definitely. Right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Make sure you but, use uh, one because you're going to be missing out on valuable points. It doesn't matter who. I mean, we'd, we'd like it to be ours. But but use somebody's code. Yeah, use someone's code. Get, because get it's not worth not doing it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. If you're watching this show, you probably have a friend or family that has a code and use it. I don't think you can use your own code anymore. You can still. You yeah. can? Okay. They call it loyalty. So okay. if you already have a code, use your own code and get double points. 
I don't. I thought that they had changed something so you didn't get double points. That uh, uh, anyway, somebody just do it this weekend. Okay, unless right. he was lying. Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, you can still do it. I just don't think you get the same uh, things that you do if someone else uses your code. But I guess we'll have to wait till his card gets picked up. But he he ordered it and it worked. <laughs> All right. Cool. Let's do a little bit of an update on the original Tesla Roadsters that were shipped to yeah. China um, many years ago, China. found in a container recently, three of them, zero miles, right. and uh, are now three being added half. to an auction block, block which I understand <laughs> is now uh, well over a million dollars uh, for all three. Um, yeah. I even I think it might have I, I say half because million. they found uh, a bunch of parts that didn't match either any of the three. Uh, for VIN number. Ah, okay. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we were all wondering, what? Who ordered these? How do you forget that you ordered three Roadsters? And now we know a little more about the behind the scenes, what happened. Share with it. Patrick, let us know. Yes. Um, so uh, my understanding is they were ordered by a company to be torn apart and reverse engineered. Sandy right, Monroe. All, yeah, Sandy Monroe. Monroe. Style, but, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Sandy's uh, cousin in China. Uh, <laughs> and uh, However, the company that ordered them went bankrupt. So yeah. that is how they got forgotten. It, it yeah. gets sadder, though. Oh, there's more? Go ahead. What happened after that? Oh, okay. So uh, so then the, the, uh, the, the auction continued to rise, and, and they mentioned that, oh, by the way, none of these cars have keys. And we'll make sure that you have keys when you get the car. Uh, and it's not that they didn't come with keys. The keys went to a trusted uh, executive of the company, and he since passed away. And they haven't been able to find the keys uh, in his uh, belongings. So that's why they're going to have to make you new keys if you ah. win. So that, that, that re-engineering company went bankrupt, and the uh, person who was assigned the keys from that company died. So... Yep, tragedy all around there. Yeah. And the rumor, or I'm sorry, the moral of the story, do not ever order three three cars and put them in a container. Just don't do it. <laughs> and if you're about to go bankrupt, don't spend $300,000 on competitors' products. <laughs> More, because remember, wasn't the base price $140? Yes. Uh, yes, yes. It did get up plus. to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, and, and like you said, Casey, they'd already had one and torn it apart. So now they were ordering three more to tear apart. It's because they did the first yeah. tear. Well, down the, 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 the half of one was in the car in the container with them. <laughs> oh man, what a mess! What a mess! Yeah. Next, uh, bringing it back to North America, Casey's got a story about the new total uh, for supercharger, Mister Supercharger. All right, so North American superchargers <laughs> now total 2,000 sites. You guys might remember a couple of years ago we were talking about when we reached 2,000 handles. Right. Well, now, now it's significantly more than that. <laughs> so if we're thinking now that North America plus? average maybe 10 locations or 10 sites per, that would mean uh, we're handles sitting per at 20,000 yeah. handles, handles across North America. Yeah, because other than service centers, uh, where you might find two, um, the minimum you'll see is a four, and typically you'll see a six or an eight as, as the normal small site. 
and then and what, in California no. it's 185. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 90, 50, <laughs> 75, 99. <laughs> Wasn't Handles Across North America a, a peace movement in the, <laughs> in the 80s? I, be, I believe that was hands. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just exactly. in time for our friends at Ford to join us. <laughs> 20,000 handles across America. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do wonder what the total is. And um, more importantly, should we, there, there's been this whole debate about is NACS the right standard or should it be CCS? And, you know, of course, the charging group who runs CCS is like uh, attacking Tesla for adding confusion to the market and, uh, um, there's already a standard, and we're it. To stop doing this. But Sounds how like many do good they have? would say? <laughs> Not right, yeah, you, that. You um, upstart, stay in your lane. Mary, <laughs> Mary Barra put out a similar sounding, like pouty, what about us statement as well, and mm. uh, it got rolled over for it. <laughs> well, Mary, if you want to pay for it too, you can switch over to Nax. I'm sure they would welcome you to the club if uh, you wanted to switch over. Well, the, pro the problem is that, that they just spent a couple billion dollars uh, to, to to help a charging network spread out uh, CCS handles everywhere. But if they haven't already bought them, just switch them to Max. Switch your call today. It speaks Max. And uh, actually, me, it speaks you're CCS probably going to see. So. You are probably going to see a lot of those third party providers switching or adding a Max handle uh, to yes. their. It would be to foolish not to do that. Because if you, if you if you've got all these charging stations and you see mm. your idle times. And then you see uh, Ford and Tesla, the number one and number two, currently uh, shipping cars. Because uh, I, I know that Ford isn't really there historically, but they're there now. Um, mm -hmm. You see all this money just running past your station. Are you not going to put a plug to snag a couple of them? I mean, you'd be very foolish not to put at least one per site. Yeah. And if that's the majority, you actually probably would flip the Electrify America uh, one, seat, uh, one uh, Chatamo per site. You do one CCS per side and then the rest of NAX. That's the smart plan. Well, well, yeah, and Tesla has said that if you have NAX charging stations, they'll put them into their navigation system as long yeah. as you meet their uptime requirements and, and number of uh, stall requirements. It's so, not hard either. Well, it is hard because automatically... they haven't been able to do it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, that, that part's not. That part is difficult. Yeah. But the, but the, if you can you use that, have to do maintenance on it to get that. <laughs> So, so 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 Ford's got their charge angels that run across North America, uh, testing out stations, and then Tesla just did it in the computer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. I see you plug into a third-party charger at uh, at these coordinates. All right. Check. <clears throat> check. All right. It's in the map. Right. And then they fall below the threshold. Oh, they're out. <laughs> they're out. Didn't last a week. <clears throat> <laughs> there is a, certainly if you're going to be. You're going to be tracked on that, which makes sense because, of course, the Tesla charging network is at 99.99 um, uptime. So, uh, having uh, bringing some substandard network onto it that is going to be down 10% of the time or more, uh, that's going to be something that uh, when you're in your Tesla, you're not going to want to pick. Uh, you just go right. to a, a strictly right. a Tesla charger. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> having that monitoring is going to be crucial to make sure that uh, everybody's playing by the same rules. Right. And it has to support Definitely. plug and this, Yeah. Right. You just, you just to. want to be able to plug in. the same in vein, Rivian added um, added all those plug-in charge superchargers to their trip computer. 
Good. I think we're, I yes. think we're on a slippery slope for all this. In yeah, a good we, way. we have a Chevy Spark EV, and we were just looking at uh, taking a trip with it. And it's like, oh, we could charge here. Well, what uh, network is that? Oh, that's um, was Shell Recharge. Okay, so now I have to go and install the Shell Recharge app, and then I have to set up an account, and then I have to give them get a the credit key, card. Get and, your key um, set up. <laughs> right. And then uh, when you get there, it, it has a QR code that you have to scan. It's not just plug and charge. Even though I've already installed the app, I've already given them billing all data, I still have to do this other stuff to make it work. It's, it's, um, it's just not a great end user experience the way that plug and charges with Tesla. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can see families that already have a Tesla and maybe have a secondary EV that's not Tesla. I can see that once once the network has started to open up even further uh, to, th to uh, others, I could just see them saying, I'm not going to use anything else. Why would I? I can mm -hmm. just switch over to Tesla, use the magic dock at the sites and I'm done. And uh, right. even though you're not getting fantastic top speed charging, maybe because you're the car you're using, you'd still use it because the reliability is there. And uh, you do not have yeah. a question as to, I need a plan B and a plan C whenever I stop at somewhere to charge. Yep. Yeah, when I went to that EA station, you had two different places to scan. You had one place to scan your app and a different place to scan your, your, your credit card for tap and pay. And like you said about top speed charging, there were um, there was a, a 50, and a 150 and a bunch of 350s and and the the, the bolt was there at the 350 even though uh, it could only take 50 50 <laughs> <laughs> uh, although so, he so may have course, arrived course, he may have arrived with only that one available that's maybe it did take me 20 hope. minutes to get to get a spot to open up but but the Porsche was on a 150 the bolt was on a 350 they they could have swapped <laughs> yeah <laughs> got them both out faster <laughs> Well, speaking of the Bolt, let's switch to another brand. Let's go to the, the uh, Toyota Camry, which, of course, doesn't come up on this oh. show too often. Welcome except, to the Camry life. Yeah. The California Camry? <laughs> but now the California Camry has changed titles. So, uh, oh. of course, uh, now with the, the IRA uh, full uh, refund of 7500 again, based on your income and, and price uh bracket that it's gone through um, approved disclaimer well done mark <laughs> they had they now have uh a, an actual price of a model three rear wheel drive has dropped below the price of a toyota camry in california so if you've if you uh are eligible for all the discounts <laughs> you can you can now receive a Model 3 under the price of a Camry. And, of course, we've talked about this before when Camry was a little bit lower than Tesla, and still there was many people that were opting for the 3 over the Camry because of the savings uh, in fuel costs as well as mm -hmm. maintenance over the long-term ownership of the car. But now with the price with the IRA uh, refund that's available to you, if you qualify, then uh, we've got a scenario where out of the gate, the purchase price of the car is lower than the Camry, and then you still get the fuel and the maintenance savings all on top of it over the long term. So it can even drive down that cost of that car even further. So I haven't been to California in about three years, but I can't imagine the number of Tesla Model 3s on the road there now. Like it, it must be... 
the place must be swimming in them because uh, if you start offering a car underneath the price of a Camry uh, and you get the benefits of uh, what we've outlined already, I just can't see many people choosing the Camry. Yeah. It's not even legal to sell or service them here, and I can't go a day without seeing at least one other Tesla. Right. Yeah. And I, we were just talking about charging networks. I wonder how many Tesla charging stalls there are in California, and if that's more than the other networks in the entire continent. <laughs> I would, I'd be willing to say it's, it's, if it's yeah. not more, it's probably close. It's darn close, most likely, uh, because the, uh, the infrastructure definitely has been growing in California with multiple new sites opening up. And those sites, as mentioned earlier, are not eight stalls. They're typically 20 and above. Uh, and some mm -hmm. of them, as we've mentioned in this show previously, have breached the 100 mark. Uh, so and they have like these uh, nice amenities, like a drive-in movie theater or a little coffee bar. Well, no drive-in yet, but it's coming to Santa Monica. It's it's or Hollywood, Hollywood <laughs> West, yeah. So, yeah, Hollywood West, and then and then they've got what two or three of the um, of the coffee bar style. Yeah, I stopped at the Kettleman City one, and I was driving to San Diego, and it's it's pretty cool when you pull in, uh, the code pops up on your screen, and so that's the way they could nice. change the code as often as they wanted, and still tell the people that really need to know the code. Um, I thought that was a pretty clever way, and and that's oh yeah, it's a connected. You get there with your lightning. They, you got to pull up your app. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so once uh how yeah when, when uh you might have to when if they open those to well, the lightning, the lightning might vehicles. have it on the screen because they, they're integrated with the api but everybody else who's using like the the, the magic doc is going to use an app <laughs> yeah right yeah so that's uh <clears throat> that's cool um uh of course uh I immediately sent a note to our friend Russell Frost and said, "You've you've ordered your twenty five thousand dollar Model Three, <laughs> right? Uh, because oh, uh, it's way below the thirty five thousand uh, that uh, they initially offered." So, yeah, <clears throat> no response to Russell at this point. We will see. We will see if we get a response back, Especially and whether or not it's, be on vacation it's, <laughs> whether or not it's sarcastic or not as well. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Especially somebody who drives for a living. Uh, yes. You want to do that not with gasoline. Yeah. And then uh, don't forget also that the corporate purchases also have their own um, tax credit and qualifications. And hmm. they're a little looser than the personal tax credits. So uh, look into it if you if that's you. Right. And if you don't qualify for your employer, for I can be driver living. Right. Yes, if you have, if yeah, if you drive for a living, maybe you can be a business expense instead of a personal vehicle, and that might give you other opportunities if you didn't qualify. And the same thing applies to the lease. If you don't qualify for the intense incentive, um, let's say you're retired and you don't have an income that you could deduct the taxes from, or other reasons, you might be able to lease it instead. The benefit goes to the leaseholder, and then you buy out the lease. There and, it uh, you, yeah, yeah. So there's there's. Even if you don't qualify directly, there are some other ways you might be able to get there legally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like in Russell's case, his company owns the cars. So I was thinking that in his case, you know, mm -hmm. get your boss to do it because it's cheaper than the, than the rust buckets they, they have them in. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, that would be really fun. As much uh, shade as he's thrown at Tesla, it would be fun to, to know that was <laughs> if his they switch the fleet over. Yes. Yeah, here's your uh, here's your new ride today. It's a model. <laughs> broke them, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so delicious. <laughs> Next, we have a tribal Tesla. Of course, the uh, title on tonight's episode, and uh, this. Uh, this yeah. is an article that was uh, put uh, out there by the, the Syracuse newspaper. And Tesla has now plans uh, for a new delivery and service center to be built on tribal land. But this mm -hmm. time, it's going to be a little bit east of Syracuse, New York. And uh, we've heard about this previously. Tesla already has one location built on uh native indian land uh and that is in new mexico mm -hmm. and tesla also submitted an update for new mexico to get its second again on tribal land uh dealership and that was just Don't call about, it a dealership. i'm sorry Don't. yes uh, service <laughs> sales and service and sales and service <laughs> yes. and uh they the they, um, <laughs> they had the uh submission uh it was about a month and a half ago six or eight weeks ago that the second one was supposed to go uh, start construction in in New Mexico as well. Haven't heard if that second one has come along or if it's just starting to be built. Haven't seen any update on that. But this one that we have tonight, uh, that's just, again, just a bit east of Syracuse, New York, uh, this location uh, is proposed. Uh, they've obviously got the art, artistic drawings and plans ready. And uh, they uh, plan to uh, break ground on this uh, in the near future. So <clears throat> we had speculated on this show <clears throat> way back then um, that uh, this may be an excellent way of getting around the uh, dealership mafia uh, that mm -hmm. has stopped Tesla mm -hmm. in certain states completely, mm -hmm. uh, as New Mexico, or has stopped them partially uh, by only allowing them three or four locations in the entire state to be opened. So uh, this uh, circumnavigates that and allows them to open more or start to open uh, the first ones uh, in any of these states. So it's uh, it's obviously it's something that has Carolinas. worked for them currently, and uh, it's going to be obviously looked at in the future. If the location's right, it's all based on location, right? Uh, if it's in an unpopulated area or away from major areas, it's probably not as uh, uh, advantageous for them to do so. But uh, certainly when those two things mix, I can definitely see that uh, they will jump all over it as they've done in these three locations. Assuming that the tribes will have them because some of them have... Uh... Tenuous relationships with folks trying to run stuff from their land. True. Right, rightfully so. <laughs> <clears throat> but <clears throat> you can see that if they're running business parks already, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, being able to add Tesla as one of the uh, renters in those business parks exactly. just makes complete sense for both sides. Yeah. Right. And um, often when a business uh, builds on tribal land, there's, there's an agreement, and that includes um, some percentage of uh, tribal members being hired as employees. So it means jobs for the yes. area. It means development for the area. Yes. And uh, if they've, one of the things that I thought was cool about this story is that they have an agreement with the tribe, and now they're going to start deliveries immediately uh, at the casino. 
So they're not even going to wait until they have their facility up and running. They're going to start deliveries <laughs> as soon as they can. And uh, that's, wow. that's great. Um, it, it, this just points out how stupid some of these state laws are. And uh, uh, Tesla's Boys. just irreverent enough uh, th th to say, oh, all right, we'll find another way. We're not going to just say, uh, oh, <laughs> your law is there and we have to comply. Well, we'll find a way to be legal and still get what we need. Yeah, New York. So Tesla started building. They had four locations in New York. And then in 2014 they changed the rules or they changed the law or tightened up the law. And uh, so they were, they were then no longer able to build additional locations, which seems kind of dumb. Uh, so, okay. So you've changed the rules and now you aren't going to shut down the old ones, but you're not going to allow new ones. That seems like a, I don't know, this halfway thing is just kind of ridiculous. It's why it's would you not per town? Yeah, exactly. Why would you not just allow the free market? Customers are able to to buy these cars. Oh, Do you small not small government, free enterprise, <clears throat> blah blah yes. blah. All hypocrisy. <laughs> right, right. I can I can tell you why, and you guys know why just as well as I do. They're afraid. They have they the have an issue with watching others buy Teslas, and now with the Model Y being the number one EV number one vehicle let alone ev in yes. the world <clears throat> they 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 can see the writings on the wall if they don't start right. switching over to evs now uh actually if they didn't start switching over to evs oh, two years ago they were going to mm -hmm. be in trouble so now they're in trouble and these dealer dealerships are going to scratch and claw trying to hold the captive market as long as they can because the Corporate overlords above those dealerships have been sitting on their hands for a long time and have not gotten into the EV race. And uh, now they're left behind and Tesla's already two or three lapped them uh, as time goes along. So, yes, this is just rent seeking. This is them trying to hold on to the status quo for as long as possible, because if they can slow down EV adoption or Tesla's proliferation, for even just a few months, that's a few extra months of profit for them to, so they can buy a bigger yacht. <clears throat> and it's not just the uh, Tesla, Lucid, Rivian that they're afraid of. They're afraid of their own manufacturers because they can see the writing on the wall with Ford Model E, and they really didn't like it when GM told them not to not to um, rip off their customers. Like, hey, here's the price the customer ordered at. Uh, sell it to them for that, and then they they sued GM. No, we do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> same same with Ford, right. but Ford also is getting ready with this whole Model E thing. So they're on a different relationship than than, than GM is with with, with, uh, with the GM dealers that Ford is with the the non Ford Model E dealers. The Ford Blue, they gotta be careful <laughs> what they say. Yeah, it's interesting that they have a legally mandated middleman uh, requirement, and and not only that, they get local monopolies where. They're not allowed to have competition within so many miles. You can't open a com competing dealership because uh, you can't get a license from the manufacturer for that region if it's already got one. And so they, they've they've got a sweet deal. There's a reason that they can afford to uh, donate to politicians yeah. to get the laws that they need uh, crafted the way that they need them. Yeah, that closeness that law is what they use in in, uh, in North Carolina for. Uh, uh, Tesla Matthews and Tesla Raleigh, they said, oh, these two stores are close together. They're three-hour drive apart without traffic. Uh, but yet, <laughs> as I said, 
uh, four oh. Chevy stores in the same town. <laughs> right. Ridiculous. Well, with that, I think we'll wrap it up this evening. We want to thank everyone for watching. If you haven't already, please press that thumbs up right at this point. Give us a thumbs up. That helps us out. If you're not subscribed already, do that as well. Uh, that helps all in the algorithm to get our get our show noticed by others. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you can do so. With that, Casey, any shout-outs for the crowd as we wrap up this evening? Yeah, so uh, check us out Sundays at 110 Eastern p.m. Uh, at youtube.com at Casey Green, where we uh, have a show where we kind of chat like this, and it's all about electrifying all the things. And uh, we hope to see you there. Very good, very good. Patrick, what do you got for the crowd today? As always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org, and I blog at carswithcords.net. And, and, and guess what? Somebody has a birthday coming up. Who is it? It's Tesla. They turned 20 on July 1st, and I have a whole article up about 20 years of Tesla. And uh, uh, coffee and pull yeah. up this article. Right, yeah. So July what have they done over these 20 years? And and, uh, and and what birthday is July 1st as well? I don't know. Who Canada else? Day, guys. Come on. Oh, Canada wow. Day. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they did that on Let's purpose. Which ones they probably Americans. did. Yeah, they probably did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah so uh yeah i'd even do some speculating where they might be 20 years from now that's the oh, interesting part yeah. that's that's a long-term guess definitely oh yeah <laughs> well thank you very much again for watching uh join us next wednesday where we'll get together and we will find out what's happening in the tesla life there goes the it's music happening. patrick's bringing about the future a future free from fossil fuels, baby. Got it in. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. See you next week. Bye.